Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Cam Moon, Cody Jansen, Derek Scott. It's Oilers now. It's 133 in Edmonton. A great conversation with Gene Principe that we had uh, just after 1 o'clock. Had Frank Saravalli on earlier. So there's been some solid guests in here. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, speaking of, we had, uh, when we kicked off the show, we went with uh, we went with Def Leppard as the opening song. Went with Photograph from their Pyromania album. Of course, Reed Wilkins does love Def Leppard. He would be just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. He would have been in approval of that. It was the on this date in 1978 that they had their their first live concert, and it was at a school in Sheffield, England. On this day in 1999, David Cohn threw a perfect game for the Yankees. David Cohn won a, a World Series with the with the Toronto Blue Jays in 1992. Came over in a deal with the Mets. I forgot how big of a ball guy you are, too. Oh, I love baseball. And the Riverhawks are back in town this week, so I will be hitting a few of those games. It looks like the rain's kind of stopped. Yeah. We can't really see it from the studio here, so maybe just text it if it's raining where you are. But let's hope the field's good to go. <laughs> yeah, Six the, straight the, home games? The beauty of and it's their first home game back tonight. The beauty of that um, the turf on the infield, it drains incredibly well. And the fact that that mound is what it is, it's not a clay mound like a traditional mound. Once a clay mound gets really wet, saturated, you're kind of done. But uh, as long as uh, you know the outfield isn't too bad, because that's the natural grass at Remax Field, they should be good to go. So yes, I, I'm looking forward to some games this week. I'm probably going to uh, cherry pick when it gets really warm out, because near the end of the week it's supposed to. And you know, Gene talked about how good Edmonton is in the summer, and he's absolutely right. Whether it's Elks football games, I'm sticking with them. I will not bail. Uh, whether it's Riverhawks going to Remax, uh, whether you know Taste Edmonton is coming up, which I absolutely love. We got the Fringe next month. Love the Fringe. Like there's there's so many good things to do. Summer's packed. It's awesome. It is awesome. We got a lot of fan. people asking you about outdoor rinks, so to stick oh, with the yeah, yeah. Team. Okay, Westmont. Do you remember Westmont? It used to be an outdoor rink with the the cover on top. Rob's asking. You remember Westmont? Was with a cover on top. I I didn't go like I like I remember in behind Westmount Mall was Coronation Arena. 
which kind of felt like just a cover on top because <laughs> it was it wasn't the warmest rink in Edmonton. So that one I I don't. RJ's calling us soft. He says I don't think Glen Gary Arena as cold or was cold. Really? Well, good he must for be you. From Saskatchewan or something or yeah. Manitoba. Because that uh, I I always thought Glen Gary was on the colder scale of of rinks in Edmonton. Yeah. B uh, says, "Come on, Cam. What about Belvedere?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Belvedere. I remember Belvedere. Perry, that was that was pretty good. ODR. Perry Burzan. Yeah, Perry Burzan. There you go. Was there every day after school? Yeah. So a lot of nostalgia coming oh, through the text. That's line. awesome. As well, we had the goalie talk, and so we got about seventeen texts. I'm just clicking on Trevor's because it was the okay. first one I saw. What would Edmonton need, and would you want Connor Hellebuck from Winnipeg? What would the deal look like? Like, would you throw Campbell in there? Uh, again, I know everyone's talking about it. My opinion, I'll give you a second to think. My opinion, it's exactly what Frank said, is do you want him on his current contract? Yes. Do you want to be paying him $9 million and be stuck with a Sergei Bobrovsky, Carey Price-like contract? Absolutely not, in my mind. Yeah, that, like, as a goaltender, I, I love him. I think he's a, an outstanding goaltender. But once you factor in the dollar and where you have to fit him in and what you would have to do to make that happen, I don't know. I don't know. Is Like just to, you know, say you include Campbell in a deal because that clears up, what, five? Yeah. You'd probably have to clear out the prospect covered. Yeah. You'd probably have yeah, to you clear would. out some high picks and multiple of them. Like, there is just a lot. And then you factor in his next deal. Yes. If it's a sign-in trade and you get him for seven, seven and a half, I mean, I know that's wishful thinking. I fully get it. Yeah. But, like, then maybe you consider it. But for the cost, it's going to to acquire him and then re-sign him. Just doesn't seem viable. But there's a lot of people asking, yeah. so we got to dive into it there. Okay. All right. Well, well. And, and then there's also the, the Canadian team debate. Which Canadian teams do you think are going to make the playoffs next year? Everyone's agreeing Oilers and Leafs are a lock there. A couple of people starting to say Calgary, though, and they agree. If Markstrom can turn it around, the Flames should get in in the Pacific. Well, I think they'll have a shot. And I, I mean, others, there might be a, a, a shoe or two to drop yet for Calgary as far as their lineup goes with some players that are on expire one year left on their deals and and who wants to be there and who doesn't and they got to get that all figured out but once they do and if you get a bounce back season from from Markstrom I don't I could see and Ryan Huska is new head coach who I've got a tremendous amount of respect for they could have a, a bounce back season the potential's there anyway I just don't know if I trust that dressing room. Uh, Darcy says four Canadian teams make it, boys. Oilers, uh, no explanation needed. Flames make it. Marks from bounces back. The team's got a coaching bump as well. Kind of like you said, Canucks make it. Why? Because if they don't, then it's full-on rebuild time. I think Demko could have a huge season. I just, when I look at that lineup on paper, I do not think playoffs. And then obviously the Leafs. So he's got the Sens missing. Most people have the Sens in. Um, I, I want more Canadian teams in. The more, the better. Uh, I would love to see another Battle of Alberta because that was so much fun 
a season ago that I would love but to see it happen. But if Calgary gets in, who gets bumped down? Well, I know the that's the hard part. <laughs> like, do they have five teams? Do they take both wild card spots? Like, is the Central really falling off the wagon that much? Probably not. And that's why it's going to come right down to the wire and and be which team stays healthiest that ultimately decides it. And that's all part of it. But like when you look at the Central as well, do we think someone like Minnesota can maybe fall off? Like Dallas, I don't see them dropping off. You still got the Robertson, Haskinen, Ottinger trio. Like, I think they're set. Colorado, you've got the star power. If you get adequate goaltending, you're still in the playoffs. Minnesota, maybe. They just have a couple more variables, and I don't think Wallstead's ready to be the guy. No, that's 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 probably like, fair. Winnipeg probably drops off, I guess. Probably. You, you would... You'd think so, but, I mean, you don't know if, if they just stay with Connor Hellebuck for the season and don't have an opportunity to move him like Frank Saravalli had had indicated that that's a possibility earlier in the show that you know maybe he has a, a a great year and propels them into the postseason again and that's the thing though is like the Flames were two points back of Winnipeg so you know how Saravalli said hey if the Flames got adequate goaltending they would be 8 or 10 points higher you can use that for almost any scenario so I don't think that each team could use it you'd be like well if Jack Campbell was you know yep. X amount 10 15 points better I, I just think that the Flames have a lot more to climb unless Winnipeg does sell off I don't see Seattle getting worse either yeah well Seattle had a Seattle had a pretty good year hey I I I don't know if they, can they do that again. They overexceeded. I don't think that's saying anything crazy, but I also think that they didn't get worse. Yeah, in the off season. Yeah. Right? So, but just, and good for them. Good for the you know second year of the franchise to have that that push in the playoffs to have a little bit of success and you get everybody all fired up as far as the fan base everyone goes. Everyone to burn down their coaching and management staff too oh. with the whole Shane Wright situation. <laughs> like, that was a wild time for about two weeks. You know, hockey fans are ready to kick him out of the league. Yeah, true, true. But, you know, good for them to... to and, and not that they needed to solidify themselves in the market. You know, Seattle's been a good hockey market for a long time, just not in the NHL. And, and now that they are in the NHL and they've they got that uh, you know the, the building's outstanding and to have a little bit of success early and in, in, in Vegas you know they were part they had success obviously very early but that's that just pulls the team right into the to the heart of the community and that's a good thing when you got a new team in the NHL rock and barn also Aaron is coming in with the flamethrower not only does Calgary make the playoffs next season Uh-oh. they'll win the division Whoa, that's <laughs> I don't know. bold. Aaron, I probably wouldn't include your name on those type yeah. of texts there because I don't know if that one's going to sit well for is you. It, and... Is there a 403 on that? <laughs> Was that a 403? 780. Oh, no. that sounded 403, See, I though. I should have checked for that. That's hey. smart. You're a veteran now on radio. <laughs> that sounded 403. Yeah. I I got a, a text from TJ. So we were talking about cold rinks. Yeah. And I forgot about this one. Thank you, TJ, for letting me know. Father Bonner no longer exists. It was on 137th Ave and almost at Fort Road. Uh, but that was an incredible... 
incredibly cold rink. That is well, true. Well, I wonder if we got the exact same text here where he says the, the old father Bonner Arena by 50th and 137th yeah. there. So that was it. They were, that's, oh, uh, oh that Lions one. Grounds. Classic rink. Oh, uh, Santa Rosa, cold as heck, too. Yeah. Uh, Hackside Jim says zero <laughs> chance the Flames get in. They're going to shift into a rebuild. Oilers and Leafs get in. Uh, again, I think it's a great conversation, so definitely keep the text rolling. But I, I just don't have faith in anyone except for the Oilers and Leafs right now. Yeah, I hope, like, I would love to see four teams, four Canadian teams get in. That would be, that would be yeah, really good, I, I think. And if there were more, great. The more Canadian teams, the better. And if we have a possibility of a Battle of Alberta, which was incredibly fun the last time, and has been fun every time, with the exception of 86, which I've wiped from my memory as best I can. Uh, I would look forward to that. Uh, Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. Get a free two-liter Coke with a purchase of $35 or more online or on the Royal Pizza app. Visit royalpizza.ca. We're going to take a quick break. We will get back. We're hoping to have uh, Brendan Escott here in studio talking uh, Elks uh, and Elks practice that he was at and uh, wrapping up the show. Cam Moon, Cody Jansen, Derek Scott. It's Oilers Now on 630 Chet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chad. You got Cam Moon, Cody Jansen, Derek Scott with you today on Oilers Now. We've had Gene Principe on early, Frank Saravalli, lots of great texts. The Ashley Fine Floors text line has been busy. We're, we've been talking about... Canadian teams getting into the NHL playoffs this year. We've been talking outdoor rinks in Edmonton and cold rinks in Edmonton. And the text line has absolutely brought it. And and as an added bonus, we've got Brendan Escott, who is always busy, always working. And you Miss were at me. you were at Elks practice today. Yes. What what to what, what did what'd you uncover? What did I notice? Well, first of all, I'd like to point out that there is somebody or was somebody there in full garb, gold cleats, golds, and this is a fan, not a player, yeah. um, called himself the mayor of Commonwealth. And I thought that was pretty interesting because that's Odell Willis, yes. the mayor of Commonwealth. Uh, not this gentleman named Scott. But nevertheless, Scott drove all the way, I guess, from Nanaimo to uh, take in practice, wow. which, as you know, Cam, is that's quite a, a drive. That's, <laughs> that's quite a commute. Was his schedule off? Did he think the game was in Edmonton? No, no, I don't think he... I 
think because that would well, have been here's funny. what I actually think happened is he's probably in town anyway okay. and happened to get down to a practice. But anyway, uh, so that was one storyline there. Um, doesn't look like Jamin Pelly on the defensive line or Niles Morgan wasn't at practice today either. Ah, that's two pretty big losses for a team that's had to uh, really scratch and claw for any kind of run defense this year. It's been better the last couple of weeks, but uh, you know Morgan and, and Pelly are, are two big reasons why. So it's uh, disappointing to see that uh, an 0-6 team is now facing the injury bug in terms of adversity. But uh, they are continuing to roll with Taylor Cornelius. He's taking the first team reps at quarterback. And, uh, well, we've seen how that's gone. I I don't know what else to say about it, really. I I am a little bit surprised, frankly. It sounds like Trey Ford is still quite a a bit further down the depth chart than a lot of fans would uh, hope at this point and Chris Jones had comments yesterday about uh, Ford needing to be accountable for more of that kind of thing so uh, maybe at some point in this season things change over but for now it is Cornelius in line to try and right the ship against a Winnipeg Blue Bombers side who lost in the dying seconds against uh, well in overtime against um, Ottawa side led by fourth string quarterback Dustin Crum yeah so they're going to have their, their mitts full with this, I would think, somewhat surly Winnipeg Blue Bombers team uh, coming up. Yeah, Winnipeg now 4-2 and two on the year, sitting behind BC, who, by the way, Edmonton plays next thereafter. Right. Uh, so they're about to run the gauntlet, opponents-wise. It's, it's not going to be easy. IG Field is not an easy place to play, although we saw BC walk in there earlier this season and uh, suppress the Bombers like we haven't seen in Several years now. Winnipeg's older than they have been, obviously. They've, they've got the same core that they have through a lot of those Grey Cup wins and appearances. And uh, Stanley Bryant at left tackle, for example, is is several years deeper into his career than he once was. Uh, so he's someone I'm looking at and saying, okay, well, maybe there isn't an avenue to get, uh, if you can get on him early, for example, and, and maybe pressure the passer, um, maybe you can force a couple turnovers and benefit off that. But I'm not convinced the Elks know how to win a football game even if they had a lead right now are they able to sustain it can they grow a lead it's tough okay so they started off as 15 point underdogs uh, you know what the books have brought and then kenny lawler is going to return likely for the bombers like You've got more CFL sources than most people, Esco, here. Like, what's this going to look like? Because that seems like a nice guy to add back to your lineup. It, yeah, it certainly is. And we know from his time last year, even though it was an injury-riddled season, when Kenny Lawler was on the field, he looked incredible. And I think he helped Taylor Cornelius look good at times as well. But to the detriment of his own body, serves a suspension this year, a six-game suspension for a DUI in 2021. And now he's ready to come back right in the nick of time to haunt his old Edmonton side. Yeah, I gave, he, he's one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league. You'd like to think that Eugene Lewis is the best receiver in the league, but he's on the six-game injured list, so until uh, until it's proven otherwise, I mean, I don't know. It's going to present one more angle that Winnipeg can drive a dagger in at any juncture, so the Edmonton pass defense and the, and the defensive secondary, is, it's going to have to be as dialed in as it has all season long, and that's that's been one of the better parts of this team overall. 
It's the CFL, though. Weird things happen. Last weekend, a lot of weird stuff We just happened. need a bad weather game. Like, we Something. need hail, we need wind, <laughs> we need rain. No and lightning, need... though, because they'll play yeah, through no all light. of that. Just no Shut it down. Lightning, then you'll be here until 2 a.m. Yeah, exactly. No, the thing is, is this, this season has presented those types of games. Last week, as a whole presented a lot of those types of games. The problem for Edmonton football fans is all of those games are going in the wrong direction. <laughs> They're all losses for the double E. Ten in a row now. The all-time record for a losing streak for Edmonton is 13. They're not that far off. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Well, one day it's going to happen, and they're going to win at Commonwealth, and I'm going to be there and say, hey, I was there. And still finish 12 and 6. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I can't finish 12 and 6 if you don't lose 6. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a, a custom t-shirt for everybody that was there. On the way out the door, you get a t-shirt that says, you I was there, there when yeah. the streak ended. I would wear <laughs> that with pride. Brendan, while we have you, we were talking about Canadian uh, NHL teams making the playoffs. What, what do you think? We, we figure Edmonton and Toronto are locks. But beyond that, do you have anybody else getting in? Oh, man. Winnipeg has undergone such a, a makeover, and so has Calgary. Although Calgary, in, in all honesty, was probably a lot closer to the playoffs than we give them credit for last year. So uh, that's one team that I look at. I, hey, I love Ottawa. And at some point, they're going to have to get over the hump. To me, uh, Brady Kachuk and uh, and company there in another year worth of Tim Stutzla. And, the, you know, they're building a decent uh Product with the goaltending of uh, Jonas Corposalo, if if they can, you know, get uh, starters quality minutes out of him, I think that they could sneak in there as well. Montreal's a uh, pretty far off, yeah. and I think Vancouver's going to be hard pressed as well. But I'm looking at Calgary for sure, and and maybe Ottawa in the East. Okay, rapid fire, greatest Calgary Flame of all time. Jerome Ginla. No, okay. No. He's been poisoned by Twitter. He's delusional. <laughs> now. Me? No, I just Tameka grew Kipper up soft. at that time. What? We grew up at similar times. Kippersoff is way more yeah. influential than Nikki, in my mind. <laughs> I, I, I'd go again. I think I'd go again. Yeah, I, well, Iggy uh, chose to leave, though. Cho- well. I don't know. I, Kiprasov was spectacular, of course, but you, you you can't tell me he was more impactful a Calgary Flame than Jerome I'll, I'll stick with it. Again, the text line, some people love it, some people are just ripping Man. me, but I, again, I've got more people agreeing <laughs> than I would have expected, and I'll stick with Goalie Nation here. I, I know Vernon was a, a great pick as well. I'm a Kipper guy through and through, though. <sighs> messed up. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> Brendan, thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, okay, well, uh, it'll be you and you and I tomorrow, I believe. Anyway, as we we move on, Kiprasov, he says, this day in Oilers history, it's brought to you by New West Travel, serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. On this day in 2006, after one season with the Oilers, 31-year-old Mike Pekka, he signs a one-year $2.5 million contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Scored 23 points, 71 regular season games in 05-06, had 11 more in 24 playoff games as the Oilers went to the Stanley Cup final that year. It was pretty exciting times. Mike Pekka was a part of it. Hey, tonight on 6.30, Chet, it's Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins from 6 to 8. He'll be talking some Edmonton Elks football. I know he did last night. and will talk a little bit more about it this evening. And tomorrow on Oilers Now, we're going to have John Rosen 
season, talking about the Los Angeles Kings. Brendan and I were doing some Pacific Division stuff a few days ago. Well, we're going to continue with the Los Angeles Kings. We're also going to have NHL referee Dan O'Rourke on the air. It's a very interesting story as to what he's up to this summer. We're looking forward to that. Our thanks to Frank Saravalli and to uh, to Gene Principe doing a great job of uh, being outstanding guests and Cody Jansen, Derek Scott, making sure that we keep this thing on the rails. A global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn followed by Angela Cocott from 2 to 3. Oilers now here on 6.30 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.